all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast that where we discuss the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking, getting you prepared for these interviews, getting you prepared for understanding these concepts and so that ultimately you and I can be successful investment bankers. That's why we're here. And we're talking right now about the concept of dilution. We described in the last episode what diluted shares means and how stock options and other types of securities can dilute the share count, effectively add to the share count. But how do we actually calculate that? This is something that we really need to know. And so we're going to discuss something called the treasury stock method of calculating fully diluted shares. And the best way that I know how is by working through actual examples. So imagine we have a company that has 100 shares outstanding. Consider it the basic shares outstanding. And the current stock price is $10 per share. Okay, 100 shares outstanding, $10 per share. And now also consider that there are 10 options outstanding at a price of $4 each. So the options are outstanding. They have these exercise price set at $4. Now, the question is, what is the fully diluted equity value of this company? So remember, we're talking about dilution. So we have to account for these options and somehow add them to the existing equity value from the basic shares outstanding. But let's take things one step at a time. So first of all, let's calculate the basic equity value. And remember, equity, we're talking about ownership. We're talking specifically about the stockholders here, not enterprise value, but equity value, also known as the market capitalization. And this is very simple for the basic shares outstanding. We have 100 shares and they're trading at $10 per share. So all we have to do is multiply those two numbers together. Number of shares times price per share equals your market cap. So 100 times $10 equals $1,000. That's the basic equity value of this company. All right, so we want to ultimately get to our diluted equity value. So we know it's not gonna be $1,000, but that's a good starting point. So let's now talk about the options. Now, when the options are exercised, $4 has to be paid for each of them. And there are 10 options total. So remember that when the options are exercised with any kind of transaction, there has to be a buyer and a seller. Let's remember that fundamentally. So who is the buyer in this case? The buyer is the holder of the option. It's the employee, for example, someone who owns the option for the stock. So they're going to have to pay some money, but who are they paying it to? They're going to be paying it to the corporation. The corporation is going to be issuing these new shares, right? In order to raise money. So $4 per option times 10 options equals $40. And that $40 is additional cash that the company has now received. Okay, so you follow me so far? We've got the equity value, the basic equity value is $1,000. And then as far as the options go, it's $40 in additional cash that the company has received when those options are fully exercised. Now, new shares got created in this process, so we need to account for that. And remember, we had 100 shares at the beginning, and we had these 10 options, and so now 10 more shares just got created. 100 plus 10 is a 110. 
But remember, that's not the end of the story. The company now has this extra cash and we need to fully account for that. Otherwise, it's just this cash kind of laying around. So we assume that the company is buying back shares from the people who sold the options. We want to know the fully dilutive effect of this whole process. And this is something that I didn't understand at first, but now I understand that once this transaction happens, we want to understand the fully diluted share count. So the company is buying back as many shares as it can with the amount of cash that it got from the people who exercised the option. And remember, the option exercise price was four bucks, but what are the shares valued at? The shares are valued at $10. So if the company received $40, that means that it can buy back four shares. $40 divided by $10 per share equals four. So here is the full calculation now coming into view. We have the 100 shares plus 10 shares, and we're subtracting four shares, right? So 10 shares were created in the process of the options being exercised, and four shares were purchased back as a result of the cash that was raised. So 100 plus 10 minus four equals 106 fully diluted shares. All right, so we're almost done. Remember, the initial question was, what is the fully diluted equity value? So not the fully diluted shares, but the value. Well, this is pretty easy because it's the same equation that we used at the very beginning to calculate the basic equity value, the number of shares multiplied by the share price. So now that we know we have 106 fully diluted shares, we just multiply 106 by the share price, which is $10. So 106 times 10 equals $1,060. That's a fully diluted equity value. So as a quick recap, what did we do to get to that ultimate number of fully diluted equity value, 1,060? Well, first we calculated how many shares there were at first, and we were told this up front, right? 100 shares. And just for fun, we looked at the basic equity value by multiplying the number of shares outstanding by the share price. We got 100 times $10 equals $1,000. And then we looked at the options. So we know that there's four, or sorry, 10 options trading at $4 for an exercise price. And so when the buyers or exercisers of that option create the new shares, they're paying $40 in additional cash to the company. Now, when that happens, the company issues new shares. And remember, there are 10 options being exercised. So 10 new shares got created. Then we said, okay, well, the company raises additional cash through the exercising of the options. How many shares can they buy back as a result? And because the share price is $10 per share and they receive $40, they were able to buy back 40 divided by 10 equals four shares repurchased. So the total calculation is 100 basic shares plus 10 new shares created minus four shares that were repurchased. Ultimately, 106 shares. The 106 shares multiplied by the price per share of $10 equals 1060 And that's how you get the fully diluted equity value. Let's look at, real quick, another example because I want to illustrate a key point here. Let's say that the company has 100 shares outstanding and the current price is $10 per share. So same situation as before there. Now let's say with the options, there are 10 options, but the exercise price isn't $4 anymore. Let's say the exercise price is $15. 
Now the question remains, what is the fully diluted equity value? Now the question can be approached in a similar way. We say, okay, we have these 100 shares. How many shares are gonna be created from the exercise? Well, here's the thing. The shares actually wouldn't be exercised because the exercise price is above the current price of the stock. So in this case, the fully diluted equity value is the same as the basic equity value, which we already know from the prior calculation, 100 shares times $10 per share equals $1,000. Because think about this. If the share price is $10 and we exercise at 15, if we as option holders purchased those options, exercise those options at 15, and then sold at 10, we would lose money, right? There, there would be no way we would purchase the shares higher than the current market value. That, would, that wouldn't make sense. So think about what is being triggered based on the exercise price of the options. And that can help you when you're thinking about calculating dilutive equity value. Ask yourself the question, would these options be exercised or not? If these options wouldn't be exercised, then okay, you exclude them from the calculation altogether. But if they would be exercised, now you have to account for how many shares get created and how many subsequently get bought back by the corporation. And that's how I think about this question. Okay, so that's what I've got for you today. We're going to be continuing to talk about enterprise value, going through these enterprise value and equity value questions. And yeah, next time we're going to be talking about cash and how it plays into the enterprise value calculation. This is Alex Mason with Investment Banking Insights. I'll see you on the next one.